Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So in 2017, you got to kind of think back to something that uh, Justin Trudeau said. And it did get a lot of attention then. It should have. But it was very much heard in Alberta. This is when he said, quote, we can't shut down the oil sands tomorrow. We need to phase them out. We need to manage the transition off our dependence of fossil fuels. And a lot of folks just chalk that up to, you know, another dumb thing Trudeau says. Well, he was definitely wrong. Because he can actually shut it down much, much faster than that. It seems, you know, it only took him about a year. Because <laughs> while uh, Harper was only able to get a, ha- a handful of pipelines built, at least he tried. At least the will was there and he signaled to the world that, you know, we were open for business. And that business was here. But now three years into his government, this government has managed to choke out the oil patch, you know, failing to get pipelines built, imposing crazy regulations, tanker bans only for Canadian oil, and of course, not enough incentive to make it worthwhile to invest. And so now we got Canadian oil prices absolutely crashing, companies leaving by the day, and oil is locked in the ground because you can't get it to market. And this is exactly what this ideological government seems to have wanted. So, you know, you got to ask, what is going to happen to the oil patch? Let's bring in Gary Marr to this conversation. He's a former Alberta minister, soon to be president of Petroleum Services of Association of Canada. Hello, Gary. Hello, Alex. How are you? Well, you know, I'm better than uh, folks doing uh, business in the oil patch. It's it's very frustrating. I mean, I, I think Albertans feel pretty isolated right now. Um, but the headlines are glaring as to what's happening in the oil patch. What's your reaction to what you heard in the financial update today? There was very little uh, to bring any joy to the energy patch uh, in today's economic uh, update. I mean, there was a single line in there that was buried in the middle of the document about the importance of pipelines being safer than moving oil by rail. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should have thought that that was pretty obvious, but it, it strikes me that uh, the result of having no pipelines to be moving our oil abroad is resulting in what's called the differential. So we export about 3.3 million barrels of oil a day, but the difference in the price between West Texas Intermediate and Alberta Western Canada Select is about the difference between today. It was about $56 versus $19. Mm-hmm. So we've got a differential that when you multiply it, by 3.3 million barrels, it means that Canadians are losing 50, 60, 70 million dollars a day um, because we get paid less because we only have one marketplace to send it to, and that's the United States. And so what is the feeling in Alberta? I mean, I know that Albertans are feeling like they're getting kicked around. I think, you know, it's easy to kick Alberta around because they got all that dirty oil that pays for everyone else in the country. And it's very frustrating because that's not the feeling um, from everybody, that's for sure. But what is the reality facing Alberta right now with oil? Well, I mean, the reality is is that uh, there's a dramatic change in the jobs for the petroleum services industry. So uh, the PSAC represents about 450,000 people that work across this country yeah. uh, to to work on bringing reliable, affordable energy to your homes 
and to fill your trucks and your cars. But that number is way down. At, at, back in uh, back in 2014, the number was probably closer to 600,000 people. So those jobs have moved to the United States, and the differentials have made it very challenging for anybody to get investment in the energy sector in Alberta. The consequence of all of that is that we've actually moved those jobs to the United States, where the regulations are easier and uh, the uh, the uh, the approach of government to energy development is much more favorable, and we've moved our wealth creation from Canada to the United States. And you might ask, well, why would anybody in Ontario care? And the reason is because a lot of the manufacturing that goes on in the petroleum services business yeah. is done in Ontario. Yeah. So you don't have to think very hard about the number of trucks and drill rigs and other things that are manufactured there that end up being deployed across Canada uh, in the in in the energy business, uh, and it's it, it's a, an issue for all Canadians because that yeah. loss of fifty million dollars a day that's money that could be going to education, could be going to healthcare, uh, but we lose it because we don't have royalties and we don't have taxes that come from the development of energy that all of us need, yeah. to, whether it's to drive our kids to school or get to work, uh, you know, or, or whether it's to uh, heat our homes or cool them in the summer. I mean, it's, it's, this is a serious issue for all Canadians. Right. And so what, when are we at the point of no return? I mean, at what point have we just completely screwed this up? Well, I mean, it's without getting pipelines done, it's going to be very difficult because um, while we export 3.3 million barrels of oil a day, we also import yeah. roughly yeah. a million barrels of oil a day. And the biggest importer is the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And so while we get paid a discount on our oil, we pay a world price when it comes in. And so to me, it's a no-brainer that we should be building pipelines and putting welders and pipe fitters to work in Ontario and Quebec and in British Columbia uh, in order to reduce our reliance upon oil that's coming from outside of the country and supporting Ethical oil versus, yeah, ethical oil versus yeah. the, the dirty oil. Quickly before I let you go, Mr. Trudeau is coming to Calgary tomorrow. How will he be received? Well, I mean, there was very little, uh, you know, uh, grist in, in the economic output. He, he has foreshadowed that he's going to be doing something that is going to be uh, liked by the energy sector. It remains to be seen. All of his actions have been inconsistent with his words. And so we want the prime minister to be actually able to do something and not just talk about doing something. But if he, but, but let me just step pipeline. in there. If, if, they, if, if this government was going to do something for oil, that would have been announced today, or are you expecting they'll say something tomorrow? I, I can't predict what is in the mind of the prime minister or, or the finance minister. Uh, you know, we, we want to work with any government uh, that will be interested in moving the economic yardsticks for our country and putting our guys to work. Uh, and it doesn't matter if they're in Ontario or in Quebec or in Atlantic Canada, British Columbia, uh, all across Western Canada, we want our guys to work. And the energy sector is so critical yeah. uh, for the quality of life that all Canadians enjoy. Yeah, well, we've uh, kowtowed and bent over to activism and allowed it to win. And uh, we'll have to fight back. Gary, thanks so much. I'll have you on again. My pleasure. Thank you, Alex.
That's Gary Marr, uh, right in the hub of the oil industry. And I think he's being polite. They're in big trouble, and they deserve better. And I certainly hope that people wake up, because this government is doing everything in its power, you know, to keep that oil landlocked, and we just got to get it going. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.